So in this video, we're gonna be talking about some of the best resources for step one studying. And I know that for most people, they kind of know the general framework that there's not a whole lot of resources out there that you would deter from. I think the core ones that we always think about are things like first aid, Pathoma, and UWorld. But I think that if you have a little bit more time and you want to be a little bit more systematic with it, uh, there's definitely some other books that you should check out. There's also a lot of other resources that can be very useful. So just going a very broad overview, we're going to be talking about a few QBanks, a few textbooks, a few video resources, and also some flashcards that you can use. So the first one's going to be the actual question banks. And I think that everybody by now should know that UWorld is essentially king. UWorld is going to be the closest to your actual exam as, as possible. And there's about somewhere around 2,000 questions. The last time I checked, there was about somewhere around 2,000 questions. And these are going to be pretty much the closest that you're going to see to the actual exam, potentially maybe even a little bit harder. So if you can really understand how to do the UWorld world questions, um, you're definitely going to have a good foundation for the actual exam. But I think that if you have a little bit more time, 2,000 questions isn't all that much questions. A lot of people, what they do is they tend to redo UWorld a couple of times. And I think that may work for some people, but other people really seeing more questions and seeing variety of questions is going to be the most helpful in my opinion. And everybody is going to vary in their opinions and you kind of go with whatever you feel like works for you. But I personally feel like if I were to have redone UWorld two or three times every single question, most of the questions you're going to remember. Uh, most of the questions, the wrong answers you're going to remember. And it's going to be a lot more passive than the first time that you did it. I definitely do recommend that you do UWorld at least all the questions that you got wrong another time. But going through every question a second and even a third time, I don't think that that is extremely high yield in my opinion. So what I would say is that if you have time, that you should try to add in another question bank. If you really want to be a go-getter, you can even add a third question bank. And I think these are probably going to be your three best bets in regards to the question bank. So UWorld is definitely going to be the best one. I think USMLE-RX is going to be the second one. And this one is made from the creators of First Aid. So it really tries to mimic the first aid book as much as possible. So a lot of times they'll give you questions that are essentially just definitions or word for word pairings of what they have in their tables and their books. And in my opinion, it's a great way to really understand what it is that you're reading. It's a good way to test yourself in another way. It's definitely much easier than the actual exam. So if I were to say, I would say that doing USMLE RX while you're reading the textbook of first aid and definitely before you do you will would be a pretty good thing to do, especially while you're going through first or second year, you can do these question banks from USMLE RX. Kaplan, on the other hand, tests a lot of very specific details. That's why I only recommend doing, there's a high yield function on there. You can do just the highest yield questions from the Kaplan question bank. And I think that that would probably be the best if you're going to go into Kaplan. There's about 2,500 questions, but I think that only maybe 800 to 1,000 of them are going to be anything that are going to be worthwhile for you. So definitely, in my opinion, Kaplan's probably the lowest yield, but it also helps fill in the blanks. So if you have finished already USMLRX, finished UWorld, and you want to fill in some blanks and you want kind of those extra points, because ultimately the difference between getting a high score and a very high score is really just these very small details that you probably aren't getting from just your general reading. So that's kind of how the order that I would do it personally. If I had to do all three, I would do RX first, UWorld second, and then Kaplan, just the high yields last. And somewhere in that 
working to do the incorrects that you've done on you world another time that's if everything was in your favor and you had all the time in the world obviously every situation is different so do what works best for you the next thing is going to be textbooks and i think everybody has heard of first aid by now uh, first aid for step one really is just a way to memorize a bunch of information there's not much text in regards to not much actual if you're used to reading a textbook and and kind of going through a paragraph and making a lot of sense um, and really rationalizing through things that's not the book that you're going to be looking for i think that first aid is really great for memorizing things it has a lot of tables great for just brute force memorization and then when you actually get to the text you realize I actually memorize many pages of the textbook and where the tables are located on the textbook. It may not seem like this very second, but when you review first aid enough, it will just come second nature. So that's a great book for really memorizing. But what are other books that you can use during first year, during second year, and also with your other studying? I think Pathoma is a great book if you like to really annotate videos. And we'll talk about Pathoma in a second. Probably most people have heard of it, but it's a really good resource for learning pathophysiology. And the author of the textbook is also the one who's making these videos. And he really just goes through the textbook word for word um, and adds in his own little details. So it's a good book to get if you want to follow along in the videos. I wouldn't say that it's going to replace first aid necessarily, but I think it's definitely a good book if you want to have in addition to while you're jotting down taking notes so you're not just taking notes of everything because most of the information is already in his book so you can really focus on what he's trying to say brs physiology is another really good textbook that i think uh, is useful because it's more of a textbook that you should use during first year i think that it's a great way to get a really great foundation in physiology so that when you get to the pathology you really have a good understanding of why everything is the way that it is so that you're not just memorizing things you have a basic understanding of why things are I think that if you're using this in your dedicated study time as a book to truly try to understand physiology, it might be a little bit too much just because you don't have enough time to really absorb it all. I think that it's a great book if you're just starting out. As you get closer and closer to your test date, that's going to be a little bit more less high yield. Same thing with USMLE Step 1 Secrets. This book is, is interesting because it's one of the few books that's actually actual text. So if you really want to read a book as if you're actually reading a physical book uh, with paragraphs and almost like a voice talking to you rather than just memorizing things um, and you really want to know why something is but not maybe the extreme detail that really heavy duty pathology books like Robbins may have. I think that this is a great book because it really dumbs things down a lot, talks in a voice that's very easy to follow and very easy to understand, but also gives you some good, good input. I think that definitely similar to BRS physiology, it's not a book that I would necessarily do very close to your test date. I would say that early on, it's a book that you should try to utilize while you're studying during first and second year, just the material. I think it gives you a very good understanding of these big picture concepts that you may not be able to see when you're taking first and second year. So I think that's a great book for that purpose. The next one is going to be all of the video lectures. And I think that uh, kind of how I grouped this was video lectures as well as podcasts, as well as some other resources that you can help to memorize. And I think that obviously I think most people know what Pathoma is a great book for really understanding pathophysiology. If you haven't checked it out already, it's essentially, I would say, the closest thing to describe it. It's very similar to Khan Academy. They use whiteboard lectures on the computer screen, of course, and really just give a very good foundation to these very big diseases. They don't really do too much of the small diseases or the really minute facts. It really gives you the 
the best bang for your buck. So when you want to go from your very initial score and increase by 40 points, this is how you're going to do that. If you want to start getting all the fine details, you're going to have to do other things to get those points. So Pathoma is definitely a must. Goljan or Goyan, however you say it, is a podcast that is developed by a pathologist. I believe these were actually lectures that were recorded from his actual course that he had at his university, but somebody just recorded on their phone and then eventually posted online. He also has a textbook. I personally only recommend the podcast, and it's not something that you can necessarily purchase. You kind of just have to find online. I think the great thing about it is that it's a podcast. It's not something that you have to physically sit down and and really watch something and be fully putting your entire brain into the actual knowledge that is being said, but this was the type of thing that when I was on the bus, when I was driving, when I was even just walking around shopping, this was something that I was always listening to. And if you listen to his podcast enough, you'll, similar to everything else, you'll you'll start to memorize and pick out the most important details of the bunch. So I think that this is definitely something that if you're just going along your day and you want something to kind of supplement it, I know it sounds kind of extreme, but uh, you can get a lot of study time just in the day to day. So I think that this is definitely a podcast you should check out. DIT is a little bit different. Uh, Really all it is, it's for the people who want to go through first aid, but are more of, instead of visual learners, they're more learners that that they need to hear something. So I think that DIT, essentially, I would say it's a podcast. They're, re- they're really not showing you very much on the on the screen. If anything, they're just showing you the actual uh, textbook and some, some, some PowerPoint, similar to what I'm doing right now. Just download it and listen to it as a podcast. What What's actually on the screen isn't all that important. I mean, I think that DIT is one of those things that could kind of supplement instead of Goljan or um, be on its own thing. So if you wanted something where you were more of auditory learner, and you really needed to listen to the lectures, I think DIT is great. But they really just read off first aid. So it all depends on what type of learner you are. Don't expect to be getting that much extra information from the DIT instructors. The next one's going to be Sketchy Medical and also Picmonic. And these, uh, if you haven't heard of them or haven't checked them out, yeah, these uh, really how Sketchy Medical started. It actually was originally Sketchy Micro. Um, and it started off as these as these pictures, as these pictures to help people memorize microbiology. I mean, eventually they expanded into other things. And, and Picmonic was really mainly, I would say, mainly used for pharmacology. They also they have a wide variety of other things as well. But I think the main purpose is probably going to be the best thing they're good at is pharmacology and probably biochem. So what I think these are good for is really if you're a visual learner and you want to try to memorize things uh, without trying to memorize just brute force memorization, the raw information, the raw words, they kind of put a plays on words in, in a picture format. And you really on the test and even on rotations, you'll have these pictures in your brain and it just makes things a lot easier to memorize and they'll stick in your brain a lot more. So definitely check it out. It's kind of hard to explain exactly what they do, but it's great for memorizing. It's great for being able to just have a picture in your brain when you're going through a disease state but definitely just for memorizing. And the difference between Sketchy Medical and Picmonic is really up to your preference. So Sketchy Medical, they're about 10-minute videos each, and they have a lot of times, I'll take for the microbiology section, for example, if they're going through uh, drugs, they may go through many different drugs within the same class, whereas Picmonic will be about a one-minute video, and they'll do one drug 
per video. So it depends what you like. If you like things that are classified and then having these longer videos, or if you rather just memorize a bunch of smaller things, it's kind of up to you. See what works best for you. And you can kind of mix and match. I would say the best use for these is going to be microbiology, pharmacology, and biochem. They make videos on everything else, um, a lot of different diseases. I don't know how useful those are, but um, definitely try them and you can figure out what works best for you. The next thing is going to be flashcards. And I think that it depends on the person. Some people really love flashcards and it's something that they've been using ever since college or high school. Some people hate flashcards. And I think that really what it boils down to is you got to figure out what works best for you and you got to figure out what you've been doing already. So if you've already been using flashcards, I would say definitely stick with them. And if you want a recommendation for the different types of flashcards, there's probably three that I would recommend. So one would be Anki, which is a space repetition, but you're making your own flashcards. You can also download other people's flashcards. And I think this is a very popular one, the Bros Encephalon flashcard deck. I think that there's a lot of utility in creating your own flashcards and definitely creating them early so you can try to figure out what information do you specifically need to know and what information do other people need to know is may not be the exact same. So I think that definitely making your own flashcards is very important. If you don't make your own flashcards, I would say that probably the best bet is to either go with USMLE RX Flash Facts or Firecracker. And both of these, I would say, if you're going to do it, you got to start early. It's something that you just start in your last month of studying. It's something you have to be pretty religious with in your first and second year firecracker more so when you're starting your first year just because there's thousands literally thousands of cards i think over 20,000 at least when i was doing it and flash facts has a, a little bit less so it's a little bit easier to get through the great thing about usmle rx flash facts is that they will kind of pair it along with the book so it's made by the same makers of first aid also the usmle rx and then this is their flash facts. Really, they're trying to help you memorize the textbook, but in a flashcard setting. And so they'll give you some type of question. They'll give you what the answer is in a flashcard format. And then they'll say, they'll actually give you a printout of the page that that comes from. So you can more easily memorize the page of first aid. And then you can say whether or not you it's green, yellow, or red, kind of like the other space repetition, but just in a different way and how fast you want to review it again. So that's one thing that I found to be very helpful. Firecracker is very similar to all of these, another space repetition thing. And it just has a lot more flashcards, goes a lot more into detail. But people who have used it, who have used it religiously, have found a lot of success in it. So I definitely think it's a great flashcard program, but it really is something that you have to start early on. And with all of these, if you don't use flashcards, I don't necessarily think this is the best time to start them, but probably this is going to be the most amount of information that you're ever going to have to memorize. So you never know, maybe flashcards might help you. If there's any other resources that you think are really good and you want to talk about them, feel free to let me know in the comments down below. Be sure to check out our website, medicalbasics.com, for more educational resources like our HP notebook. And don't forget to follow us here or on YouTube for more tips and lessons.